All right, so we're we're knocking on wood. We haven't got the text yet. No, I'm good, dude. It's yours. That's my gift to you on the show today. You get the pack of gum. I'm knocking on wood. You know that I bought this today, right? Did you? Yeah. Did you, you want to show you something funny? I'm not kidding. That's my addiction. That's my gum addiction. I keep a pack with me. You should have just told me. Oh, Unopened man. pack. No, literally, because like did I didn't you, know. Did you think it was yours? No, 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 no. I'm just telling you. Did, I, you, did you think I went like rifling through your pack? No, I, when I saw it? it over there, there was a part of me that was like, "Did I set that down?" Like I'm missing my. No wonder you were so ticked off. I kept. <laughs> grabbing no, I slices. just whenever I saw yeah, you, I, I was just confused. Yeah. for that whole conversation. But I just I've never seen anyone rifle through gum like that. No, I know it's psychotic. It, I, I get it. Especially, I don't know how you do it on the air. Like, we have, okay, sidebar here real quick. We have a couple of girls, as anal- ladies, women, as analysts that are constantly chewing gum while they're calling the game, but you can hear them. It's like. No, I'm very conscious that I do that. you're not. So it's very impressive. Kudos to you. I don't think I found my sunglasses, though, that I realized. Well, yeah, I, I, did, I did steal those. Are, are they? That's okay. I've, just I, kidding. I accomplished and acquired another pair this week. No, that's the same. You and I are the same kind of gum. Just to be clear, I hate that gum. But the kids always buy it for me, and they get it. Why? Because they like it. Yeah, Pierce Pierce got it for me. So yeah. I, sent him, I was I doing sent real him. intern stuff today. I yeah, ran to the I'm store sorry. for him. Oh, did you really? Oh, that's yeah. right. You said that because you, you forgot your toothpaste. <laughs> so he gets I up. couldn't come into the studio. Yeah. And my teeth were ah, brushed. fine. You can't. It's radio. Nobody sees, smells, or hears anything. Poor Steelman has to deal with me spitting fire into this thing over the previous two hours, but... No, no, dude. It's um. And thank you, Pierce. By the way, Profes- yeah, professional on air. Thank you to you. I. You know what? It's always weird because they had an in- wait. This is really the lead story on the herd. This is really what they're going to talk about. Russell Westbrook and his agent. It's like a three day old story. Or we know that football camps open today, right, Josh? We know that rookies are reporting in Vegas, right? But let's talk about Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. Yeah, who cares about? What's going on with his agent? <sighs> Unbelievable. All right, so anyway, welcome into Hour 3 of the Plank Show, which, as always, is brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years, called Josh Tucker at Roof Tech. For all of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245. They guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry. So I was knocking on wood to start the hour because uh, if you've missed the show, it's been a nightmare of a 24-hour stretch because the AC went out. It's just been a disaster. The AC guy is currently at the house. So kind of just like anxiously waiting, saying, all right, so what's the damage going to be? So far, he did tell us that our uh, air conditioner was very dirty, which, again, as I looked at it, that's the first thing I noticed. Like, babe, this thing's really dirty. Not my job. Not my job. Right. I'm not an HVAC guy. I'm a a landscaping. Here's the specialties, Josh. Landscaping, plumbing, plumbing, and landscaping. That's all I do, all right? And I'll, you know. Transportation. Transportation. Very good in that department. Motivation. Motivational. Discipline. Discipline. Those are my five things. Pool. Pool boy. Six. (laughs) Um, Mini hats. Broadcaster. Hardware. Hardware. Uh, When it comes to, hey, we need to drill a hole here. I'm really good at that. I'm really good. Um, um, I can't say arsonist, but I like to burn stuff. So, uh, Bonfirer. Bonfirer maker. Eric, HVAC, not my thing. It's outsourced in the Plank household. Fingers crossed, no new AC please, unit please required. Please, God. Dot, dot, dot. Let yeah. that bill be under $500, please. <laughs> All right, so anyway, it's time for the top five stories today, and I want to make this very clear. I used Air Comfort Solutions because uh, 
listen, they sponsor Air Comfort Solutions text line. Sure. That's why. 405-651-3439 is the way to get in touch with the show. All right. Are you are you ready? Are you okay? Uh-oh, what's wrong? I'm not. The, did the computer the just crash on you? Yet. Give me a second. There is nothing worse in the world whenever you look and it's like, where did that go? And it's just gone. So it's time for the top five stories of the day, which are brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Wait, you forget. You forget sometimes, Josh, that Newcastle Casino, uh, Casino, our casino. Bonita. Who am, Who am I? Neil Brown. Nick Bonita, where real gamers come to play. Newcastle Casino. Happy hour every single day at Newcastle Casino. All right, we'll just do the effects while Pierce uh, hunts them down. Number five. Big story. Oh, he found it. Number five. Number five. Congratulations to the champion golfer of the year, Cameron Smith. Now, the Open Championship, it happened so early in the morning yesterday, it felt like it was, I don't know, like a like a week ago or even like two weeks ago. But regardless, Cameron Smith rallies yesterday when everybody was rooting for Rory McIlroy to end up winning. Cameron Smith got it done and, uh, and is, the, is the Open champion. Here was Cameron Smith after the tournament on NBC. Littering and, littering and. Hold on, it helps if I actually click the right button. That's not your fault, Pierce. That's all mine. Probably one of the best fields in golf, if not the best field in golf. And to get away with the win there definitely was a a bit of a confidence booster. But I I don't know. It's going to be tough to beat this one, I think. Talking Um, players win versus open championship win, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting he won the players, too. Dude, what a year for him. Yeah, he's made himself a little case here. Scotty Scheffler early after winning the Masters, you would have thought – was going to be the golfer of the year. And I think probably it's still Scotty Scheffler. But, uh, look, he's certainly got his, his own little case, Cameron Smith does. And I would say Justin Thomas, I mean, look, won the PGA Championship. He would be in the – I mean, it's tough to pick uh, who is the outright best golfer of the year this year. Incredible. The putting display that he put on, man, was nuts. 17, that big uh, par-saving putt, and then – the uh, the final birdie, right, to get it that close really kind of epitomized his day, even when Cam Young made an eagle right. on 18. Yeah, absolutely. All right, big story number four. Number four. I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but Norman's very own Christopher Bell won the NASCAR race in Loudoun, New Hampshire. You know what you get? They give you a big old lobster for winning that thing. So get my man some melted butter to go with it there was a great moment so I watched this I watched this race I was all in I saw that 20 car lurking and I saw uh I saw Reem that's the the sponsor Reem Air Conditioning uh they were they were knocking on the door and there was a moment when Christopher Bell was chasing down Chase Elliott driver of the nine car and he told his crew chief Adam Stevens I've got it I've got it when Stevens was trying to coach him up a little bit uh Christopher Bell afterwards talked about why why he said that and gave Stevens credit for obviously trying to build him up. That you would win. No, I mean, I definitely didn't feel like I was going to win at that point. But, uh, you know, I think Adam was just trying to make sure that I wasn't getting um, spun up in the car and get excited uh, to, to see him in front of me, I guess. But at that point, there were still so many laps left that – you know, I, there, there was no reason to get excited. He just had to take what it was giving you, and, you know, the best car was going to win. And at that point, we still had a ton of laps left, so the, the cars were going to go through another migration of lap time loss and tire degradation. 
And uh, yeah, whatever car was best in the long run was going to win at that point. And I wanted to let him know that, you know, I was calm inside the car and just doing my job. First said, One time Plank Show guest. Yeah, what are we getting Bell. it back on? I think we want to wait till after the season. He's big time now, dude. He's in the playoffs now. Playoffs. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously, winner here. And one at New Hampshire. So, you know what? This is, without a doubt, one of the best stretches of the NASCAR schedule. Now, it's a little bit, I won't lie to you, I'm not a big Pocono guy. Pocono can be nap time. But you go Pocono, and then you're off to the Indy Motor Speedway, and then you're back to the Speedway of Michigan, then Richmond and Watkins Glen. So, some big races coming up, including Daytona, right around the corner. Congratulations to our guy, Christopher Bell. Number three, big story number three. Number three. You know what starts today, Josh Helmer? NFL camps. The Las Vegas Raiders will be the first team to report as rookies report. Rookies report. Um, Two things, though. We're still waiting for anything on Deshaun Watson. And I guess the story, did we have this on Friday about the 30 settlements by the Texans, or did that happen? Did they try to Friday news dump that one out of Houston? I don't think we talked about it. I don't think we did either. So Houston settled 30 claims that involved them, which is, again, six six more when it comes to the (laughs) number that we've heard so far. But it's only four. Only four. Deshaun Watson shouldn't be suspended at all. Uh, I've done a 180 on this, Josh. I think he's going to get a minimal suspension. I really do. Yeah. No, me too. And ask me again tomorrow, and I might change my mind. But just to try to to quickly encapsulate this, I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I wish he was booted for a season. Um, but I think all of these, I think all of these leaks are from the NFL. I think the NFL wants to look like they're tough on things like domestic violence and sexual abuse. And in the end, they know if they suspend him for a year, the story's still out there. And it's going to be out there. But if he gets back and plays after four games, sure, people will take – they'll get heat for a while, but eh, they'll forget about it after he plays a few games. And they want their stars playing in the National Football right. League. It's and terrible, but it's As true. long as Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback, they want Deshaun Watson playing in the National Football League. Mm. So, I'm with you. And Sue Robinson, by the way, that whole thing is just – to save face for the National Football League. She has little to no impact on what the final decision will be. She's going to come out and say that he violated the the player conduct policy or the NFL personal conduct policy, excuse me. It's not player, it's personal conduct. Make that clear because it apparently covers everyone. And she's going to say that there was a violation, but because there was no physical harm, they're going to find a way to skirt around this. I have now reached this realm to where I would not be surprised if Deshaun Watson is playing by week five. And Agreed. I think, Four game suspension. Yeah, I think that's terrible. But, again, that's where we are right now. And maybe I'm falling in the, the swing of the NFL tide and, and, and the way this has turned. But, you know, in, in trying to connect the dots as to all right, who's leaking this information, who's leaking it? The NFL. They want to make it appear like they're really pushing for something. Also, by the way, for some reason, people seem to think that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't come with a $25 million price tag when he gets traded. I don't know how everyone knew exactly how much Baker Mayfield was worth in his deal, but nobody realizes that Jimmy G is on the books for $25 mil. So when you trade him, no one has that cap space. I mean, nobody. So Steve Young this morning on Fox Sports Radio said he thinks that Jimmy G eventually will be released. If Jimmy request a release i can't imagine a scenario where they tell him no you're staying and i can't imagine jimmy not getting to the place where when he 
passes his physical that he doesn't ask for his release. I think Jimmy will probably pass his physical and then ask to be released. And then when they when that happens, I don't I can't imagine a, a scenario where they don't give it to him. Because you're not going to get any trade value for him. You're just not. And these people that are like, man, Cleveland should trade for Jimmy G. All right, so they're already on the hook for what at least nine mil for Baker. Yep, mil and a half for uh, or whatever for for Deshaun Watson. How his deal is set up this year, which is BS. Um, Jacoby Brissett get is at least five or six. They're going to give twenty five to <laughs> to Jimmy G. No, you're not trading for him. Everyone's hoping he gets released, so that way you can renegotiate his deal. It's the funniest thing ever. No. Well, yeah, you're 25, they can negotiate it down. Really? Because what are we talking about? Rich people? They don't waste money? No. I don't see Jimmy G being like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to allow a trade and get this renegotiated. Now, if he has to be released, then that's a completely different world. He is punting on that money, but we'll see. I don't know if Steve Young is You right just on tell this. me that I'm the starting quarterback and give me a cheeseburger and some french fries and I'm come right over. <laughs> Big story number three. Number, number two. Three. Wait, wait, hold on. Number two. I'm sorry. You're right, Pierce. I'm wrong. I got it. I got behind, and I'm usually ahead of myself in the Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day. Big story number two: a busy day yesterday in the MLB draft for the Oklahoma Sooners. We expect it to be an even busier day today. We shall see. Cade Horton went seventh overall, highest draft pick for the Sooners since 2013. He ended up getting drafted by the Chicago Cubs. Who is Mr. Electric from the MLB coverage that we were joking about earlier? Jim Callis. Jim Callis had this to say about uh, Cade Horton going seventh overall to the Cubs. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, the thing is, Dan's right. You know, there's not a lot of track record because he didn't pitch last year, come back Tommy John surgery. But I thought the five starts he had in the postseason starting the Big 12 tournament, to me, he was the best college pitcher available <laughs> in a year when most of the best college pitchers got hurt or at least had some kind of physical question. And, you know, we were talking, oh, where's the first pitcher going to go? Is he going to go 10? Is he going to go 12? Well, the Cubs took him at 7, and I don't think this is a, a reach. I don't think this is a shock. Look, I mean, you always need pitch. I think the Cubs just got the best college pitcher in the draft, even if he doesn't have an extensive resume. And I remember Harold, Harold loving Kate Horton, talking about him in 2020. If he would have been signable out of high school, he's probably a top 50 pick back then. So really interesting pick. I don't think I mean, we were hearing buzz that Horton could go seven, maybe eight, nine, ten in that range, and the Cubs came and got him. I, I like the pick. He, like I said, I'm on board. Best college pitcher in the draft. I, you know, we we went back. I was thinking a lot about Toby's conversation with Skip Johnson on the Monday. Was it Monday? After the yeah Monday, after the College World Series, and when Skip said, oh, "I think he's top ten. I don't think any of us had thought of him as a top 10 guy at that point, right? Um, but as soon as Skip said that, I was my eyes were open. We had Danny Wexelman on, and she was talking about it. So congratulations to Cade Horton going seventh overall. He wasn't the only Sooner that got taken yesterday. Hi, I'm Jack McKeon with the Washington Nationals. Jack McKeon, by the way, great manager of the Padres. And with, and with the 45th pick of the 2022 Major League Draft, the Washington Nationals select Jake Bennett, a left-handed pitcher from the University of Oklahoma. So Bennett, who was originally drafted out of high school by the Washington Nationals, they finally get their guy, and they're able to pair him with Cade Cavalli coming up. Cade got a little dinged up the other day, but looks like uh, he's going to be okay. So the Sooners weren't done with players that ended up getting selected yesterday because 
The Detroit Tigers might have got the steal of the draft. Hi, I'm Steve Kemp representing the Detroit Tigers. With the 51st pick of the 2022 NLB draft, the Detroit Tigers select Peyton Graham, a shortstop from the University of Oklahoma. Love him. Love him. Great pick by Detroit. I think he's got a chance to shoot up. They're going to have to get a little bit of beef on him. But I think he's got a chance to, to move up there minor league depth chart rather quickly did he say the nlb nlb draft yeah <laughs> Maybe there was a little bit of nerves going on there um but we're keeping tabs on everything today too so congratulations to the three sooners that got drafted peyton graham no doubt was a big time steal kate horton the money for him 5.7 mil mm-hmm. pick number seven yeah not bad right <laughs> Sounds pretty good. They are currently in the midst of, let's see, what round are we on here right now? I get confused because there's round one, there's round one compensatory, then there's the uh, collective balance round, then there's round two, then there's collective balance round B. They're on the midst of uh, round two C right now as we wait to see who might be the next Sooner that ends up getting drafted. In fact, uh, Taylor Andrew just went 80th overall to the Astros out of Central Michigan. Congratulations. Breaking news. Which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. So, Josh Helmer, Pierce Leffelholtz, am I to understand that the Sooners have themselves a five-star at quarterback on their hands right now? Yes, they do. On three has boosted up Jackson Arnold to a five-star right now. And it's not just Jackson Arnold. It was the, uh, what, the linebacker or the defensive end? P.J. P.J. Adebore, Adebore, the uh, edge, gets a fifth star. And over the weekend, while we were in the midst of the ladies' camp for the 212, the 212-degree foundation, they added yet another commit with a linebacker who, for some Lewis reason— Lewis Carter. I keep wanting to say Kip Lewis, uh, who's already on the roster. Yeah, he's signed. He's, he's good. Lewis Carter is is in. So um, just, just a, a quick little look, Josh— uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. I don't see people freaking out about any recruiting rankings right now. Can we confirm and or deny that people are happier now with the Sooner recruiting numbers? I think they're a little bit happier now, but look, this is not the nation's number one class. It's not a top five class. It's time to get going here. We got to get some defensive linemen in this class. We need a big DT. No, it's uh, obviously been, again, just a continuation of the – Great last couple of months for Oklahoma recruiting, and sounds like more good news on the way. Oh, if wow. not by, if not before month's end, then beginning of uh, August, more more good news on the way for Oklahoma. So as it stands right now, I've got twenty four seven sports pulled up. They've got Oklahoma at number ten in the recruiting rankings with sixteen commits, uh, one five star and seven four-stars. They are trailing Miami and LSU. Number one class right now, Ohio State. Number two, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Good Marcus Freeman. Pitt get, State get three. Done. Oh, you got it. I'm like, wow, look at you. Is that off the top of your head? Yeah. Look at you. It really is. Who's four? Uh, I Georgia. Oh, not Clemson. Okay. <laughs> Georgia. Right. In Texas is five. Obviously, uh, things are falling apart. 
for uh, Alabama right now. Georgia is 7, Alabama is 11. What's going on with the Crimson Tide? Has Nick Saban lost it? Your call's coming up next. <laughs> is he washed? But, yeah, so Jackson Arnold gets the fifth star from on three. Big deal. And for all those – for the, hey, don't commit until you're, you're not going to do anything – until you're ready. It seems to be working right now. And as you said, they're not done. Not they're done. at 16 right now. There's a handful. I mean, listen, coming up at noon today, I would imagine that Parker Thune is going to be all over it. But, yeah, pretty impressive stuff from Oklahoma on the recruiting trail. Absolutely blown away. It's exciting, isn't it, every time Oklahoma gets this type of commit on the defensive side of the football? No surprise that Lewis Carter would pick Oklahoma and Brent Venables and Ted Roof. When you have that track record, you're going to get commits and sign some of the nation's top linebackers. But just being able to go back down into Florida, that southeast portion of the United States, again, and get a commit like Lewis Carter – it's terrific news for Oklahoma. Those recruiting chops, the pedigree of Brent Venables, once again pays off. Um, our man Kendall with a very pertinent question, by the way. Yes. So does that mean that Horton is gone? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, again, last year you did have a top ten pick that couldn't come to an agreement with his team in uh, – in why did I just blank on the Kumar Rock. Rock. I wanted to call him Ashton Kutcher. You know that pitcher, Ashton Kutcher, did that crazy TV show? Yeah, Kumar Rocker didn't come to an agreement. But I I think that Major League Baseball teams that are picking in the first round, they, they know that they're going to get these guys. Unless Scott Boris gets their hands on him and suddenly things change. But, yeah, he is uh, – and I know that was somewhat tongue-in-cheek, Kendall, but – any hope that we were holding out for Friday nights with Cade probably just went out the window. I, I'm going to – You want to guarantee it? I'm going to predict that he'll take the $5.7 million. <laughs> Are you sure? Eh. Hey, you know what? We can make that an NIL. Get him back here hey, right now. On the subject of Ashton Kutcher, before we take a timeout, Pierce, have you ever seen the television show Punked? Uh, I know of it. Uh, it was not airing – throughout my childhood so I, i've seen clips of it but i was never like a like an on tv thing for me so you don't have that image of action kutcher racing in <laughs> we got, got you. you got you i, I got get you. it i make i make punk jokes every now and then okay. you know where are the cameras am i being punked yeah okay see he gets it you all watch right. it all right. you're really get, you're really getting worried about your aging there whenever we were talking about the show punk all right here's a note for you when do you think the last episode of punked aired 2004 it i don't it didn't have all that long of a run, I don't think. Let's see here. It had like three or four seasons, oh, right? First episode. 2001. 2003. Okay, so it was a little bit late. Okay, so I'll say 2006, final episode air date. Apparently, it still airs today. Like new episodes, though? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, it's had 11 seasons. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't add up. Um, but 94 episodes was the total list of episodes. Um, beginning in 2003, it was supposed to end in 2007, but five years later, Punked returned with a different celebrity host each week. See that? Oh, that doesn't count. We're talking, so 2003 to 2007 would have been Ashton Kutcher, which was probably right around the time when 
Pierce, let's see. Were you? I would have just started school school, as a kindergartner. Oh my goodness! And in kindergarten, you probably weren't allowed to watch that. Definitely not. All right, eleven twenty-six. We got a break. There's your top five stories of the day. As always, brought to you by the great people at Newcastle Casino, where real gamers go to play. Your air comfort solutions. Texts are next. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. I love Brian. Uh, Brian Vineyard and Josh Helmer were talking shop during the break, a little golf talk, and then we completely just turned it into gossiping. So he's uh, he's kind of on board with you here on Old Rory. We'll have to get into that later. Yeah, maybe later in the week. Or later in the week. Well, Give Me Zone's a good spot for that on Saturdays. 10 to noon, Saturdays, please be a part of it. You guys had a hell of a, of a lead-in this weekend, though I guess it was an hour. Because I was 5 to 9, so you guys didn't come on till 10. So did you have Jonas Knox on Knox Sports Radio we did. he's always he, on? I, I have a love-hate relationship with Jonas. <laughs> hey, real quick before we get to Bill. Greg Sankey is speaking at SEC Media Days to kick the week off. Sankey was asked if OU and Texas will join the SEC earlier than 2025. This was interesting. Quote, that's not up to me. That's up to the relationship between Oklahoma – Texas and the Big 12. But I, I guess there was always a part of me that thought, hey, you just come whenever you want. If you can get here, or, or, or wait, hold on, I'm sorry. You come in 2025, we understand it. That's the first time where it's almost as if, come, come now, come whenever you want. You know? Right. It's almost like, why are they not here this season? Huh. I don't know about you guys, but something seems to happen every single day that kind of changes – my my opinion on things, but fascinating. Do I throw the eyeball emoji on that when I retweet sure. it, or do I use the eyeball emoji too much? I have been using the eyeball emoji a little bit too much. I thought so that got banned from Oklahoma Twitter. Well, here's the oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to bring it back. Um, I just think that it was really cool, and I think that enough time has been there. We can move on. Yeah, it's been basically eight months now. <laughs> yeah, we can move on. Bill... Uh, Bill, kick this segment off right for us. Bill, welcome to the show. Uh, you okay, does Bill? anybody know? Has Renault, I think he's Renault, R-E-N-U-A-D. Has he made a commitment on when he's going to announce where he's going? R-E-M-A. Oh, well, I'm it's Googling. Jo- it's Jordan. I can't pronounce that name correctly, I don't think. Jordan Renault is what I'm going with. Tyler Legacy, defensive lineman. Uh, has Oklahoma and Alabama. There's no crystal ball yet on the 6'3", 245-pound Tyler, Texas, Tyler legacy guy. So, no, no. I, I guess maybe the answer to your question would be, as far as I understand, yeah, no. I don't, I, don't un, I don't think that there has been a date yet set for his commitment. Am I wrong? I, I'm trying to help you okay. out and look here. I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough, Bill. I mean, it's 6'3", 245, a defensive end that you're battling with Alabama, at least from a, a size type of situation. These are the kind of dudes that we're going to be looking at in, in in desiring more and more as time progresses, right? Yeah. They're battling Alabama for quite a few kids, like the Vickers kid out of Tallahassee. I mm-hmm. think he's they were saying he's commit. Well, he has He's leaning 100% towards OU. Right. Crystal balls. Well, and right now this uh, Jordan Renault kid appears to be leaning pretty heavy towards Alabama. When he made his official visit, he did so with his mom. Uh, it was his first official visit, and it took place um, a couple weeks ago. 
So we'll see if we can get him on campus and see how it works. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate the All right. No scheduled commitment date yeah. yet, according to 247 Sports for Jordan Renault. Yeah. Um, that I can find. And it might be Renaud, it might be Reynaud, but yeah, impressive looking young man. It's when you think about the body types of guys that you want to see, that that seems to be it for for Oklahoma. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. You want to hit a few of these? Yeah, let's rifle we, through we, them. We good on time? Heck yeah. It's a little bit late. Uh from the 405. Reason the 212 degree ladies fundraiser. Best time I've had in a long time. I got to do linebacker drills with Ted Roof. I'm still sore. I went and sat in on those with uh, with Dusty. It was really cool, man. It was really cool. Uh, learned a lot. Saw and I was in on one of those where Ted Roof brought out because he was showing him hand placement and where you know how they want him to strike, strike it. And Ted Roof is showing him, so he held the the pad and literally one of the ladies would get up a boom. They'd hit that pad and kind of knock him back a little bit. So it was it was really cool to see. I can't – man, I, I was sitting bragging and gushing on it for, you know, an hour to start this show. I can't talk about it enough. It was just an awesome event. Uh, from the 806, my sister loved the ladies' clinic. She said it was too amazing to put in words. She was thrilled with the happy birthday wishes. Thank you. Yeah, it was – at the very end, uh, someone had given – had made me hip to two things. Number one – that you know, Jackie Wins had traveled from New Jersey, so I thought that was the farthest trip. And I had like two T-shirts left, so I was just going to give Jackie a T-shirt for farthest trip. And I, I, there was one person that I knew had a birthday there, so I was going to get that one person a birthday. And when I'm like, all right, who made the farthest trip? Where's Jackie Wins? Jackie, you came from New Jersey. Can anyone beat New Jersey? And somebody goes, I came from California. And I'm like, oh, um. Okay, hold on just a second here. So I gave- <laughs> where in New Jersey and where in California? I got to Google Maps this. So I gave him each a shirt, and and so then I had I, I like had one more shirt left, and I had a couple of two two hundred twelve degree poker chips, and I'm like, all right, and uh, and I knew this one person had a birthday, and I was like, so is anyone celebrating a birthday? And like eight hands went up. I'm like, all right, well, happy birthday. You guys. <laughs> there are eight different birthdays. Yeah, yeah Dusty kind of turned to me and goes, you just overpromised, didn't you? I'm like, absolutely. I'll try to do what I can to hook everyone so up. So not everybody got one of those 212-degree chips? No, I don't know. I, don't, I know that whenever they would go through with Schmitty, that he would give one, and, and a couple of his strength guys would give one to whomever gave the, the, the best effort. But I think everyone got one in like their gift bag and stuff like that. Right. So it's kind of cool. And some of them were pink. My daughter has already uh, confiscated mine, so it's already in my eight-year-old's room. But I like that she has it, so, so she can. Kind Somebody of on the, what it's the text about. line sent uh, their tweet out where they had shared the chip and right. showed it. It's really pretty cool, really cool. And again, for those that aren't familiar, 212 degree foundation uh, at 211, uh, water doesn't. It's, it's hot. hot. Don't touch it. 212 water boils one degree. One degree more of caring, one degree more of giving, one degree more of effort can make all the difference in the world. Um, let's let's read this one and then go to a break. Think about it. Most OU fans have moved on. Why are Caleb and Riley still talking about OU like crazy exes? Fairness, okay, number one. It's not Lincoln so much now. It seemed to be Carl Williams. And I've talked – no, it was Carl Williams. And I've talked about this a lot on this show. 
Anytime something good seems to be happening for Oklahoma or even something embarrassing for USC, like this Jordan Addison thing, it's a big deal, right? I mean, we hear all these NIL promises and, listen, you come here, you're going to have this, this, and and this, and this, and then all of a sudden you realize that you're not getting this, this, and all of this. And then you're like, well, I mean, I'm here to play football. I'm stuck, but I'm not getting – that. that's bad, and that's – probably an unfortunate future of of some of these NIL promises and some of these commitments that have been made. But every time something like that seems to pop up, there's a quote, there's something that's said about OU. It always seems as if there's like a Harry Houdini magic trick that's pulled during this. Don't look this direction, look over here. So when Carl Williams comes out and says what he did, I mean, I think we all kind of, as fans, say, "What, what, what are you talking about? But Caleb Williams came out and said something this weekend that I thought was good. So we'll get to it next. Listen, I'm glad. I'm actually kind of glad Caleb did. You know, obviously we've got some work to do on spelling, but we all do on Twitter. And I just to say that Oklahoma fans are that you were mad that they went and got a quarterback. What are we supposed to do? Wait until you don't come here and then be stuck with nobody? They had to make a decision on Dylan Gabriel. He was getting on a plane to go to L.A. Anyway, we'll wrap up the show with it next. Plus, there's other more positive air comfort solutions texts like this one from the 580. LeVar Ball could probably speak for Caleb Williams' dad. We'll get into it next right here on The Ref. My son is 18 years old. So proud of him, man. I talk about him probably too much on this show. No, 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 no. No such thing, man. But he's his own man at 18 years old. Right? I've, I've, I'm here. Whatever he needs, I'm going to be here for him. I'm not going to if, – if anyone said, hey, how do you feel about your son's decision to go to West Point? I'm like, I'm so proud of him. Whatever he wants to do is fine. Don't feel the need to interject anything. That's it. Now, Grant, I'm a little bit different because I do get the opportunity to talk to you guys every day for three hours, so I have a pretty nice platform. Man, the Carl Williams stuff triggered me so much over the weekend, and I get it. There's not one set way to parent. But going out and saying OU fans drove your son away from Oklahoma and how they reacted to Lincoln Riley leaving, um, not good. Not good. Probably with not w- right. Probably with Will, you wouldn't say we're happy with our decision to go to West Point. We're happy with our decision to go to West Point, and that's what we're going to do. Because that's guess what? what? We're gonna do. It wasn't your decision, right? It was his. His and so this weekend, after the LA Times article and it made the rounds, uh, Mike Farrell threw a tweet out that said, uh, Caleb Williams' dad says, OU fans drove his son away. Mike Farrell tweets, Reaction to this, mine is it's beyond ridiculous. Kid was gone and entering the portal and not expecting OU to get another quarterback is laughable. To Caleb's credit, he retweets it and says, Want to take this down? Now he said done instead of down, but we all know what he meant. Uh, the fans and my old teammates are the reasons why I almost stayed. And then there's some, yeah, you don't need to say that. You were never staying. Who cares? Who cares? I mean, just to me, it's not something that Mike Farrell is reporting. It's not something that people are – it's something your dad said to the L.A. Times. That's the reality of it. It's something your dad said. So maybe it's time for Caleb Williams to be allowed to speak for himself. Maybe it's time to stop talking to Carl Williams. 
Maybe it's time that Caleb can be his own guy. And I get it. He's a business. You need business entities. But more often than not, sports parents are more Marv Marinovich than they are Earl Woods. And I don't know why we don't understand that. The Earl Woods and the Richard Williams are the anomalies. They are not the norm. And every helicopter parent will try to tell you about, well, it worked for Earl Woods, and he's just as talented. You're right. But there are infinitely more examples of parents being overly involved in ruining things for their kids than there are of them helping them. And this, to me, is a situation where all Carl Williams is doing is setting up for his son to be villainized. Because here's here's a spoiler alert for you. People are starting to see that New SC still might not be very good this year. And you're starting to see people that are that are past the suddenly Lincoln Riley's the greatest thing since sliced bread. They're starting to realize, uh, they don't really have much of an offensive line. The the, the flash and the sizzle, they're gonna be good. They're gonna be better. And they're going to win games and because guess win what? Games. The schedule's not difficult and the right. Pac twelve top to bottom stinks. But they're they're not gonna be a contender for the fourteen playoff. It's just not a reality. And they're not going to win a national championship next year. And if they get into the college football playoff, they would be embarrassed. Um, Similar to Lincoln Riley's tenure at Oklahoma, by and large. Yeah. So, I was very triggered about this over the weekend. Oh, it was just simmering in me. Um, and I was really happy to see Caleb Williams say something. I really was. You know, the best thing that he could have said is, my dad doesn't speak for me. Right. And then what he said the rest of the way there. I mean, I think if he had tweeted, said that, right, and not really then got combative when Farrell said, hey, anytime you and your dad want to come on the show, feel yeah, free. I, that was the dumbest thing. I, I can't stand that dude. How is he something? How is – well, you want to come on and talk about – no, they, they don't. I just – I'm triggered by it. Well, and he's – Farrell 100% has – while I agree with some of what he puts out there. Oh, he's clickbait supreme, man. Right. He has totally subscribed to the, I'm going to just toss something out there and generate engagements. Right. right? I mean, he's a part of that sports society, which, you know, whatever. Sorry. It Sorry. works. I'm trying to stay calm on it, okay? I'm moving on. I was fired up. I was part of the ladies' clinic. I'm, I'm all about it. I'm and good for Caleb it. Williams for speaking up for himself a little bit. Yep. Absolutely. All right, uh, let's break. Let's let's leave at least a few minutes. There was one of the big stories of the day. Uh, fascinating stuff, and I'm glad. I'm glad that you had someone speak up and say, "Yeah, no, 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 that's not the case at all." The problem is, it wasn't a rivals or an on three or anyone making it up. It was your own father. Time for Caleb to be allowed to speak for himself. And for us, we've moved on. It's just when you say something that is in incendiary. Yeah, whatever. If you say something that you know is going to cause a stir, Caleb Williams is at USC. We've got Dylan Gabriel now. We don't we don't he's gone. We're moving on. But to make it seem like the fans had a role in that, nah, man. That's 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 not it. Quick break. We'll wrap up the show next. I just gotta make this one thing clear, Pierce. And Josh, you're in this category too. I love that you guys play a lot of Cage the Elephant. You like Cage the Elephant? The sneaky good, one of my favorite bands period mm. yeah if if you would ever take the time to just create like a list of 50 songs like get on spotify one day and just write down songs you want aired as bumpers we can get that done for you uh all of them 
all of the Cage the Elephant songs. In every video, um, I, I'll sit there and try to figure out, okay, what does this mean? What are they talking about here? Oh, that's right. They were just really high when they wrote this song. So the Cigarette Daydreams yeah, video? Yeah, exactly. Where the guy's like running, and the next thing you know, he's dead. I'm yep. like, wait, he looks like he's 30. What are we doing? Um, we the, the Air Comfort Solutions texts were so good today, and I probably didn't do it all justice. But I did, for a final thought, want to say I, I had a blast this uh, Saturday. I had a blast this weekend. The Ladies Clinic is something that I, I hope through all of the social media that was out there and the Queens of the Palace, I hope that it really kind of inspired people to want to be a part of the 212 Degree Foundation and the future of what is you know the giving back. And that one extra degree, man, 211 water's hot, 212 it boils. That one extra degree makes all the difference in the world. So 212. Let's make it happen. I'm glad you got to be a part of that. That's very, very cool. I'm glad Toby was on vacation because if Toby wasn't on vacation, I wouldn't get to be a part of it. I'd have FOMO like everyone else, but it was really cool. They did a great job putting it together. The The weird thing was they did the auction, and I did what I typically do during auctions is I yell around and I walk around and do my stupid thing. And then when we get done, they're like, hey, you guys know um, – Greg Nation's like an auctioneer. Did you know that man, Woody Glass is like an auctioneer? We're like, well, pff, get them up here. Put them up and let them go. You got five, five, twenty-five, twenty-five. That's uh, there's really that's nothing the worse than the auctioneering portion of that. It's so nerve-wracking because you just don't know, and you have all these incredible experiences, and you're like, gosh, I don't want to, I don't want to make coach mad. I want this to make a lot of money, and maybe if I get crazier, it might make more money. I've never enjoyed that part of those types it, of events. It's it's very nerve-wracking, but it was awesome. And it was great to finally get to meet guys like Jay Valai, spend some time around him. I, I, very limited time around him. Got a chance to see. And as I mentioned, the future of this program away from the field is in really, really good shape with names like Woody Glass, with people like um, – that turnip seed and their vision zoo up in the front office if you will lee davis in the recruiting side of things just they're rock stars so excitement excitement of building whenever it comes to oklahoma sooner football all right hey we're done that's it have a great rest of your day oh it's gonna be exciting we gotta buy a new air conditioner i'm sorry um man. good times good times hey, you guys are right that's a little bit more expensive than a couple thousand dollars uh tomorrow on the show we're going to have Greg Sankey's presser. We're going to relive some of the moments from it. Very outspoken. And I'm sure Steelman's going to be all over it next about the future of the NCAA, how things need to change. And it seems like maybe there is a chance OU in Texas could be in the SEC before 2025. We'll talk about it more tomorrow.